Sri Sai Sacharitra, The Wonderful Life and Teachings of Shirdi Sai Baba, A Modern Rendering. Chapter 36 Once two gentlemen came from Goa to have Baba's darshan. They both prostrated before Baba, but Baba only asked one of them for fifteen rupees dakshina, which was paid willingly. The other man voluntarily offered 35 rupees, but it was rejected by Baba to the astonishment of all. Shama asked Baba, What is this? Both came together. One's dakshina you accept. The other, though voluntarily offered, you refuse. Why this distinction? Baba replied, Shama, you know nothing. I take nothing from anybody. The Masjid Mayi, this Masjid mother, calls for the debt. The donor pays it and becomes free. Have I any home, property, or family to look after? I require nothing. I am ever free. Debt enmity and murder have to be atoned for. There is no escape. Baba then continued the story in his characteristic way. The man was poor and made a vow to God that he would donate his first month's salary if he got a job that paid 15 rupees per month. He got a job that paid 15 rupees per month. Then he got promotions from 15 rupees to 30, 60, 100, 200, and ultimately 700 rupees per month. But in his prosperity, he forgot the vow he took. The force of his karma has driven him here and I asked that amount from him as Dakshina. Baba then told another story. While wandering by the seaside, I came to a huge mansion and sat on its veranda. The Brahmin owner gave me a good reception and fed me sumptuously. He showed me a neat and clean place near a cupboard for sleeping. While I was sound asleep, the man removed a slab to break the wall and entered. He scissored off my pocket and took all the money from it. When I woke up, I found that 30,000 rupees was stolen. I was greatly distressed and sat weeping and moaning. The money was in currency notes and I thought that the Brahmin had stolen it. I lost all interest in food and drink and sat on the veranda for two weeks, bemoaning my loss. Then a passing fakir saw me crying and made inquiries regarding the cause of my sorrow. I told him everything. He said, 
If you act according to my instructions, you will recover your money. Go to a fakir. I shall give you his whereabouts and surrender yourself to him. He will get back your money. In the meantime, give up your favorite food until you recover your money. I followed the fakir's advice and got my money back. I left the water and went to the seashore to catch a steamer. I could not get into it as it was crowded, but a good-natured attendant interceded for me, and luckily I got in. The steamer brought me to another shore, where I caught a train and came to the Masjid Ma'i. The story finished, Baba asked Shama to take the guests and arrange for their feeding. Shama took them home and fed them. During dinner, he mentioned to the guests that Baba's story was rather mysterious. As he had never gone to the seaside, never had any money, never traveled, never lost any money, nor recovered it. He asked whether they understood its significance. The guests were deeply moved and shed tears. In choked voices, they said that Baba was omniscient, infinite, the one Padabrahman, without a doubt. They said the story he gave was exactly their story, and what he said had happened to them. How he knew this is a wonder of wonders. They said they would give all the details after the meal. Then after they ate their meals while chewing betel leaves, the guests began to tell their stories. The first one shared the following. My native place is a hill station on the Ghats, the cremation grounds. I went from there to Goa to earn a living by securing a job. I took a vow to Lord Data that if I were hired for any service, I would offer him my first month's salary. By his grace, I received an appointment that earned 15 rupees per month. And then I got promotions as Baba described. I forgot all about my vow. Baba's story just reminded me of it, and he recovered the 15 rupees from me. It is not dakshina as one may think, but payment of an old debt and fulfillment of a long-forgotten vow. Money and Spiritual Progress Baba never, in fact, actually begged for any money nor allowed his bhaktas to beg. He regarded money as a danger or bar to spiritual progress and did not allow his bhaktas to fall into its clutches. Nasapati is an instance on this point. He was very poor and could hardly make ends meet. Baba never allowed him to make any money nor gave him anything from the dakshina amount. 
once a kind and generous merchant named Hansaraj gave a large amount of money to Malsapati in Baba's presence, but Baba did not allow him to accept it. Proof of Baba's Omniscience The second guest then began to tell his tale. My Brahmin cook served me faithfully for 35 years. Unfortunately, he fell into bad ways. His mind changed, and he robbed me of my treasure. By removing a slab from the wall where my cupboard is fixed, he came in while we were asleep and carried away all of my accumulated wealth. 30,000 rupees in currency notes. I do not know how Baba knew the exact amount. I sat crying day and night. My inquiries came to nothing. I spent two weeks in great anxiety. One day as I sat on the veranda, sad and dejected, a passing fakir noted my condition and inquired of its cause. I told him all about it. He told me that a saint by the name Sai lives in Shirdi. Make a vow to him and give up some food that you like best and say to him mentally, I have given up eating that food until I have your darshan. Then I made the vow and gave up eating rice and thought, Baba, I will eat it after recovering my property and after having your darshan. Fifteen days passed. Of his own accord, the Brahmin came to me and returned my money and apologized, saying, I went mad and acted in this way. I now place my head on your feet. Please forgive me. Thus, everything ended well. The fakir that helped me was never seen again. An intense desire to see Sai Baba, whom the fakir pointed out, arose in my mind. I thought that the fakir who had come all the way to my house was none other than Sai Baba. Would he who helped me recover my lost money ever recover 35 rupees? On the contrary, without expecting anything from us, he always tries his best to lead us on the path of spiritual progress. I was overjoyed when I recovered my stolen property, and being ignorant, I forgot all about my vow. One night I saw Baba in my dream. This reminded me of my promised visit to Shirdi. I went to Goa, and from there wanted to take a steamer to Mumbai. But when I came to the harbor, I found that the steamer was crowded and there was no space. The captain did not allow me on, but through the intervention of an attendant who was a stranger to me, I was allowed to get on the steamer to Mumbai. From there, I caught the train and came here. Surely I think that Baba is all-pervading and all-knowing. Who are we and where is our home?
How fortunate are we that Baba got our money back and drew us here to him. Shirdi folks must be infinitely superior and more fortunate than us, for Baba has played, laughed, talked, and lived with you for so many years. I think your store of good merits must be infinite, for it attracted Baba to Shirdi. Sai is our data. He ordered the vow. He gave me a seat on the steamer and brought me here, giving proof of his omniscience and omnipotence. Baba gives the blessing for his son. The wife of Sakaram Arangabadkar had no child for a long period of 27 years. She had made a number of vows to gods and goddesses, but was not successful. She was almost hopeless. As a last attempt, she went to Shirdi with her stepson and stayed for two months serving Baba. Whenever she went to the masjid, she found it full and Baba surrounded by devotees. She wanted to see Baba alone, fall at his feet and open her heart and pray for a child. But she didn't have any suitable opportunity. Finally, she requested Shama to intercede for her when Baba was alone. Shama said that Baba's reception was open. He would try on her behalf so the Lord might bless her. He asked her to sit ready with a coconut and incense sticks in the open courtyard at the time of Baba's meals. Then when he beckoned her, she should come up. One day after dinner, Shama was rubbing Baba's wet hands with a towel when he pinched Shama's cheek. Shama, feigning anger, said, Deva, is it proper for you to pinch me like this? We don't want such a mischievous God who pinches us. We are your dependents. Is this the fruit of our intimacy? Baba replied, O Shama, during the 72 generations that you were with me, I never pinched you till now, and now you resent my touching you? Shama, we want a God that will always love us and give sweets to eat. We do not want any respect from you or heaven or anything else. Let our faith be on your feet, and may we be ever wide awake. Baba said, Yes, I have indeed come for that. I have been feeding you and nursing you, and I have love and affection for you. Then Baba went up and took his seat. Shama beckoned to Mrs. Arangabadkar. She came up, bowed, and presented the coconut and incense sticks. Baba shook the coconut, which was dry. The kernel within it rolled and made a noise. Baba said, Shama, this is rolling. See what it says. The woman prays that a child might be similarly rolling and quickening in the womb. So give her the coconut with your blessings, Shama said. Will a coconut give her a child? How foolish people are to fancy such things. 
Baba said. Shama said, I know the power of your word and blessing. Your word will be her string or series of children. You are wrangling and not giving a real blessing. Their parley went on for a while, Baba repeatedly ordering the breaking of the coconut and Shama pleading for the gift of the unbroken fruit to the lady. Finally, Baba yielded and said, She will have a child. When? asked Shama. In twelve months, was Baba's reply. Then the coconut was broken into two parts. Baba and Shama ate one part, and the other was given to Mrs. Arangabadkar. Then Shama turned to her and said, Dear Madam, you are a witness to my words. If within twelve months you do not have any child, I will break a coconut against this deva's head and drive him out of the masjid. If I fail in this, I will not call myself Mahadeb. You will soon realize what I say. She delivered a son in one year's time, and the son was brought to Baba in his fifth month. Both husband and wife prostrated themselves before Baba, and the grateful father paid the sum of 500 rupees, which was spent in constructing a shed for Baba's horse, Shamakarna. Pranams to Sri Sai. Peace be to all. You've been listening to a modern rendering of Hamad Pant's The Sri Sai Satcharitra, The Wonderful Life and Teachings of Shirdi Sai Baba, edited and narrated by Monica Penaconda. For more content like this online, please go to divinelineage.org, saifamily.org, and peacefires.org. To learn more about Monica, please go to monicapinaconda.org.